Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Generational Wellness. With me, I have Erskine. He is a clinical case manager and a psychotherapist. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Great, great. How you guys doing? My name is Erskine Alexander. Um, I'm originally from Columbus, Georgia, uh, about an hour outside of Atlanta. Did my um, undergrad at Morris Brown College in Atlanta, and then I moved to New York City, where I'm at right now in New York, uh, finishing up with my master's in 2001, social work, uh, working at Monty Hospital in New York City over 20 years of service, and I'm also working as a uh, psychotherapist uh, for Santa Cecilia Incorporated, as well as Hillis Springs for the state of Connecticut. So I'm moving fast. <laughs> You're a little bit everywhere. <laughs> I'm a little bit everywhere. I'm a little bit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to, I had all the ladies, you know, I had the ladies on, I had a mental, mental health nurse. I had, uh, Rakia, we both know Rakia. Rakia is actually my cousin. Okay. You know, okay. So I had the ladies on, so I had to get a male's perspective, sure. a male's perspective, um, for mental wellness. Rakia taught me mental wellness the other day too. She said, it's not mental health, it's m mental wellness. So, you know, I wanted to get a man's perspective and you know, why men should see a therapist as well. Sure. You said why we should see a therapist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's going on in the world now, you know, for years and years and years, you know, as men, we've always been taught to be the warriors, to, to, to be the head of household, to, to take care of things at home, which is great, which is great. Um, we've carried that for so many centuries. However, you know, with, with times over the years, things have changed. You know, the, those, those uh, stressors have gotten heavier. And, and because they've gotten heavier and as men, you know, sometimes we don't handle it the best way. You know, we, we, we've cracked in certain areas, whereas we needed to get to a space where we could sit down and talk to other men or go see someone to let it be known that it's okay. You know, for some men, they, they train with the notion of never, ever crying. You should never, ever cry. You're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to stand up top. But guess what? We all get broken sometimes. We all get hurt sometimes. We have emotions, too, and it does not make us less than a man if we cry. You know, it doesn't uh, make us less than a man if we ask for help, you know, but, but but for so many years, we've been able, we felt like we had to carry the torch by ourselves. Um, I think within the last two years with uh, the whole George Floyd situation and what's went on in the world, you know, if that's not enough right there to make you think about it twice as a black man and not per se going to therapy because there's a quote unquote problem. You're going to therapy to sit down and talk to someone who can share the same experiences, you know, who, who deals with the same challenges, the same troubles, you know, cause I don't care what walk of life you come from. There's not a man on this planet, especially a black man that didn't feel a certain type of way watching that George Floyd tape. There's not a man on this planet that didn't feel a certain type of way watching the events of January the 6th. So, um, Imagine the stresses of having to run your household. Imagine the stresses of having to be a father. Imagine the stresses of trying to maintain uh, maintain on your job. It it doesn't mean that you have an issue. It doesn't mean that you have a problem. It's just that we all need someone to coach us along the lines. And we can get that from our peers. We can get that from someone that's going to say, hey, listen, it's okay to have that issue. So, yeah, I think it's very beneficial that men go to therapy. Uh, um, or even support groups, you know, support groups, you know, to sit down and share with other men uh, the, the challenges that they have. So, you know, you're not in that, you, you, you know, you're not in that boat by yourself. Right. I mean, that was, that was definitely a good explanation because I, I feel like a lot of times, 
even the, like some of my cousins, you know, they, they hold a lot of stuff in. Yeah. And they're not talking to anybody. They feel like they can't talk to their spouse or they can't talk to their boys. So who do they talk to? Right. You know, so it's definitely that's why I want to do this, because I, I feel like it's not touched on enough, especially when it comes to the melanated man. It's not touched on at right. all, really. Right. Not from from what I'm hearing. It's not touched on. It's not. It's this is not. And a lot of that is because of the stereotypes, especially as African-Americans, you know, therapy is not been something that we're quick to run to. You know, I grew up in the South. So when there's a problem, you go to church. Well, right. we, we all found out in 2020, well, what happens when the church is closed? <laughs> you know what I mean? The church is closed. You, you, you couldn't go to church, not saying that you couldn't pray or, or, or utilize your higher power, but overall you, you, you didn't have that particular outlet to go to, you know? So what do you go to at this point? And going to therapy doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you lame. It doesn't make you a punk or nothing like that. And for, for, for years and centuries, that's how men felt. You know, oh man, if I go to, if I go see a therapist, that makes me crazy. If I go see, you know, if I go see a, a, a social worker, that makes me crazy. And that's not the case. Right. Psychotherapists are just there to help you lay out the puzzles, the, the pieces to the puzzle that you already have. You, you're bringing the puzzle. You're bringing the pieces to the puzzle. We're just there to shift things around and help it be in order for you. I was speaking to another therapist and she was saying a lot of the the stigmatism of not seeing a, a therapist started with s some young males in school because they felt like, you know, you know, they're too hyper, they're too this. And then they send them to this therapist or, or the social worker at school. And they felt like this person was basically just telling me, don't do this, don't do that. You know, and it's kind of more of, authority standpoint not trying to help the child right. so they kind of have that issue oh, i used to do that at school i'm not doing this now right well, well you know a lot of times even with that it, it's a dynamic that comes with it you know you have to look at the overall background picture you know sometimes kids to do what they do because there's a cry for attention that they're not getting at home mm -hmm. and that's what's not being explored and that's where the beauty of therapy going to you know you do intake screenings uh, on kids and you think about the background that they have or the background where they're coming from, that tells a lot in their behavior. Mm -hmm. It tells a lot in how, you know, why they're doing the things that they do. So it doesn't make you uh, out of place. The beauty of therapy is being able to lay the dots on the line to, to kind of sort things out, to try to figure out why mm -hmm. this person is doing this and this and this and yeah. that. You know, there's a reason why people do the things that they do, you know, so right. you, the beauty of therapy is being able to sit down and explore those reasons. Right. Right. So as for a black man, how would he go about and I'm not I'm just saying black man, but how would he go about finding a therapist that he's comfortable with? Um, you can do your research, Google, you know, Google, you know, definitely depending on the state that you're in. You know, you can definitely mm -hmm. Google and um, look up you know, various therapists, African-American therapists, you know, in your particular right. state and kind of go from there, you know. That's, uh, in our case, you know, working at Healing Springs, um, you know, there's a whole bio on me that talks about my background and all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, and fill them out, you know, it, you know, fill them out, you know, uh, just because you're African-American and does, it doesn't mean you want to click with your patient, you know, right. and, and it happens, you know. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's just like anything else, you know, it's like, you know, until you find that right outfit that clicks, <laughs> you know, because right. once it clicks, it clicks, you know, um, and it doesn't take much, uh, 
you know, I'm knocking on wood, you know, in my case, you know, just being African-American male, um, you know, I haven't had any issues when it comes to talking to other African-American men, you know, but it's just a matter of making it work. And every, every therapist has their own style. They have their own genre and swag and how they do things to, to make their patients feel comfortable. So it just depends on the person. Right. Right. Cause I hear a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't want to go to the therapist cause the, ther- the therapist is not, you know, they don't get it. They don't understand like, certain things that go on within the black community some people don't understand because they're not black yeah that makes sense that definitely makes sense and it's understandable you know um you know whenever you go into this line of work you know you're all credentialed you all go through the various internships classwork course studies credential uh, and doing what you have to do to get credentialed to be in this field so i'm not saying that you can't work with a caucasian or, or someone that's right. hispanic or anything of that nature it's just that for us, you know, it, it definitely fits better, you know, when you feel like you can connect with someone of the same race who had the same struggles, who had the same challenges. So it does make a difference. You know, it definitely does right. make a difference. Uh, but that doesn't take away from other clinicians as well, being able to help you out with the problem. So true. So true. So I am so glad to get you on here and ha- have this short discussion. But you said a lot. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it helps someone because at the end of the day, we're all human. People need people. And sometimes you just need to go talk to someone and and get some stuff off your shoulders. Yeah, I I did a workshop in Hartford this past weekend. And, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the things that I I explained to the staff that was up there was, uh, you know, when you go to the barbershop, you know, when men go to the barbershop, that's our time to fellowship talk reckless a little bit, you know, and, and just really, really sharing our feelings, you know, and uh, I must say, you know, you know, for our men that are watching this podcast, you know, definitely there's nothing wrong with talking to someone. It doesn't make you lame. It doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you a punk or nothing like that. You know, we do the same thing in the gym. We do the right. same thing in the gym. You know, I, I'm a gym rat, you know, I'm about that life, <laughs> you know, because as, as part of physical fitness, you know, you have to make sure that your mental is right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, right. that's been a huge help. That was one of the things that I started to take very seriously, uh, especially in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit. You know, we, when everything right. from my various accolades, everything stopped, I kind of like went in the shop, <laughs> you know? So I was, I, you know, I was exercising before, but I have a friend of mine who now resides in Florida. Uh, he yeah. said, listen, Erskine, man, we, we, we got to keep it going because for him, he admitted he suffered from anxiety. He has a diagnosis of being, you know, suffering from anxiety. So he's like, we got to keep it going. So we exercised every single day, probably like six days out of the week. And the beauty of that was uh, just good conversation, good conversation, good, you know, good conversation. So being able to express how you feel about something, being able to talk about how you feel about something, get it off your chest. And then I think one day we both looked up and we were 20 pounds lighter. You know, when the summer rolled <laughs> around, we like, we, we right. got that action. But it was more of the mental of being able to talk it out. Because like I said, everybody needs someone to talk to. And if you got that friend that you can listen to and always understand at the end of the day, you're not being judged. Right. When people, when people, you people be resistant to going to therapy because they feel like they're gonna get judged, and that's not what it is. You know, that's right. that's that's therapists don't judge say you. Say it don't. one more time. One more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> yeah, one more time. Okay. Say it one more time. <laughs> don't judge you. <laughs> you are not judged when you go to therapy. You are not judged when you go to therapy. So, um, and also it's strictly confidential. 
So your wife can't call and ask about it. Your, your, your husband can't call and ask about it. They can't call your therapist and be like, well, what did they talk about today? Can't do that. What did they say they about me? <laughs> what did they say about me? You know, what, you know, what, you know, what, you know, what was the conversation about? So you, you, you can't do that. Uh, uh, so that's the beauty of therapy. Everything is strictly confidential. Yeah, so, and it's good. You know, we live in times now where everybody needs someone to talk to. And it doesn't have to be a problem. It doesn't have to be that you're depressed. It doesn't have to be that you're anxious. It doesn't have to be that you're angry. It doesn't have to be that, you know, you're going through whatever, whatever. You can just need someone to talk to to just share your experiences. Right. Because I don't think, you know, the first person to say that. You're not the first person to say that. Uh, Each person that I had on that that was touching on therapy, they said that it doesn't have to be, you know, it's the end of, uh, end of the world for me right now. It could be, you know, I just need someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So as long as you uh, utilize those services, uh, utilize those resources and uh, take full advantage of it. Right. Because, you know, like I said, with the pandemic, I think the pandemic kind of pushed everybody to the point of saying, listen, I know I need somebody to talk to right about now. You know? <laughs> right. Because everything got examined. Your relationship as a husband, your relationship as a father, your relationship as a colleague, right. your relationship as a, as a cousin. As your, your, your right. Even how you treat your pets. Right. <laughs> everything was under a microscope. Because you know? everybody and really then, had to stop and pause and yeah. really look at themselves and say, you know, yeah. this is, yeah. this. I'm doing this right, but I'm not doing this right. Like you said, right. it's not just mental. Like you said, it's physical. It's it's the stuff you watch. It's the stuff you say. Like it's it's more than just just go to work every day and and come home. So everybody had to stop and really look at themselves. They really did. They really did. And then, and then you find yourself um, doing an inventory on yourself. And, and what I mean by doing an inventory on yourself is thinking about: Is this where I really, really want to be? Do I really, really want right. to be here? Uh, is, and then for some people, some relationships ended. You know. You know, um, for some relationships, they got stronger, you know, yeah. uh, you know, for certain people that always want to do this and do that, you know, sometimes just being in the comfort of your home, you start to appreciate that better, you know what I mean? Right. So um, you, you did an inventory on yourself across the board, you know, what can I do to be a better parent? You know, because I just as for people that are parents, you know, their kids that had to do remote learning, you had to learn a whole new routine with that. That was a whole mm-hmm. Style and you know, and, and, and trying to get your kids used to a computer. I remember one time I was just to give you an example. I was jogging with my friend, you know, and my mom calls me and she's she's doing the remote learning with my niece, and she's like, I don't know how to learn on this computer, you know. So now you you know you got to mentally try to explain to a sixty some year old person how to log on to a computer to help a seven year old. So. Um, and the kids don't know that when they're that young, they don't know. They know playing on the phone. They don't know how to lock into a computer. Yeah, they don't know. And, 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 you know, for myself, I, you know, I have a teenager. So imagine, you know, her not being able to engage in social activities with her friends. That was a shell shock and, and having yeah. to explain why this is happening and not even have all the answers yourself. It was a learning curve for all of us. It definitely was. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not glad that it happened, but I'm kind of glad that it happened because a lot of people had to really look at themselves and really sit down and say, this is, this is not working. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. 
you know, and, and when you say that, you know, it could be, you know, relationships, you know, it could definitely yeah. be relationships, you know, no, no shade to some of the husbands that got wives that can't cook, no shade to the wives that got husbands that can't cook. You know, you found out a, a lot of things, you know, uh, a lot of things that kind of get shoved up under the rug and you don't have to deal with the issue because you was out of the home or you was working or whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, you really, really found out that you really, really needed to have your own space at times, you know, so. And then some, some people, like you said, they got stronger because I could definitely see the shift in my family. So it was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to thank you for coming because, you know, we were going off topic. So <laughs> yeah, we, listen, we, well, you got my number, you know, you have my number and, and feel yeah. free to talk. Yeah. I, I thought this was absolutely amazing. And I, I thank you for allowing me to thank be a guest you. on your uh, podcast. So um, I, this was amazing. So thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. And I want to thank everyone for listening and watching and I'll check you guys out next time.